you can't go back to being a doula. Right, I'm recording some, now. Can't have someone saying, oh, the organised mum's looking at my bits. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. Can I just say, um, I have not got a bad, at- a bad attack of wind. I have builders in the house. <laughs> We can't hear anything. Well, I can't hear anything. Well, it, it, I feel like you're just covering now because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Gemma looks. I feel like every year, every week, we get a little view of Gemma. Last week we had you with your soundproofing. Yeah. This week, I, I long for your coat to be a black version, and then you'd look like an evil genius because you're sitting there in your coat because you've got got the builders in that sounds like a euphemism doesn't it I actually do have the painter and decorator in <laughs> but not actually in me but in my house oh that <laughs> <laughs> oh, came out wrong I have a match <sighs> decorating my snug <laughs> that is actually true there's nothing snug about me after three children. <laughs> um, we've got off to a great start, haven't we? Oh, pink. <laughs> um, Winnie's a chicken update. How are the girls? Oh, well, we had a chicken trauma last night. Oh, no. What was the chicken trauma? So um, I also feel like I have to complain about something. Um, we ha- we ha- haven't called them Maleficent Prudence or whatever the name is. Gertrude. What have you called them? Something awful. Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, but that's a boy. Foghorn Leghorn's a man. Listen, Foghorn Leghorn. Bobby. That's Ben's. Yeah. Right. Um, Salazalot. That's Tom's. Right. And legend, as in chicken legend from... So they've got quite masculine names for female chickens. Yeah. So chicken trauma last night, what happened was, um, is every night they've got an automatic door that yeah. at dusk, right? And they're so sweet, they all line up and they go in, right? Yeah. But every night I go down and make sure they are in because on one or two occasions, they've not all made it in and last night I was looking through the window and Bobby who is the bully she's not very nice actually I don't really like her she picks on her she got literally I saw her get thrown out of the hen coop she ran out someone had obviously pecked her they'd had enough so I went down to the bottom of the garden and I was like I'm gonna have to put her in obviously I wouldn't have left her out all night so I went in the the thing and I was like and are you shocked are you surprised they've done that to you they've had enough all you do is peck them you are mean and it's not nice to bite and I'm thinking to myself if the neighbours can hear me they're gonna think that I find they can think you're a chicken woman I think that's fine I'm there holding up the door going in you go in in you go and and none of that (laughs) any so they like their new coop 
So we bought them a new coop because we thought the old coop was too cramped. And so we've got four chickens and on the particulars for the new coop, it said fits up to seven hens. Oh, lovely. It's smaller than the old coop. <laughs> Maybe they like it snug. Yeah, it turns out the old one wasn't that small, but they've all got their own little laying box in this one. So oh, that's better. They've got a bedroom each. They've got their own bedrooms. Yeah, they have to share. That's good. Um, that's good. Also, I needed another. I've only got an egg this morning and it was so hot, it was slightly sticky. It was that fresh. Fresh from a chicken's vagina. Yeah. Do they have Lovely. Do they have vagina? Well, or is it just an egg shoot? Well, it's the vagina and anus and tube, isn't it? It's all in one, I believe. I think it is. Let's look. I mean, I'm probably not wise to Google this. An anus. Chicken. Chicken. Vagina. No. Chicken urethra. Don't do a Google search. Don't do a Google chicken. search. Female chicken has one rear orifice with three functions. See, I knew it. Three functions? Yeah. Pooing. Egging. Sexing. And sexing. Really? Yeah. Is and it, their pee and their poo is one thing. Is it? Yeah, that's why it's white and black. Ah. It's called internal urethral sphincter. Urethral. Oh, God. I know more about. I feel like this is not a good time to look at it because I've got. Oh, it's a cloaca. So it's like a, it's a cloaca. They have a cloaca, like a crocodile. What's a cloaca? It's the one channel that everything comes out of. Anyway, that's good. When I, go, when I go and tuck them in later, I'm going to congratulate them on their efficiency. Yeah, one hole. One hole to rule them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we've got slightly sidetracked there. Any any other business? Any other life laundry business? Um, no one's sent us in any... Um, no one's... Oh, something got smashed. Got the pipe. Has anyone been... No one's been airing their dirty laundry. Can you remind people of the email address? I can't retain it. Neither can you, it looks like. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. The show notes. I feel like we're on the stage. And that how's your wibbly wobbly? Do we have a wibbly wobbly update? Are you still wibbly wobbly? Uh, yes, yes, and no. More yes than no. <laughs> I'm still very much wibbly wobbly. I don't think I just don't think it's going to I need to get back in the gym. I think it's as simple as that. The men folk talking loudly. Men. Um I yeah but I don't go to the gym so what's going to be the solution to my wibbly wobbly because my sister long time listener long time sibling uh she said she was like are you okay I was like why yes why why and she said because you've been um I was just listening and and you said you've been googling symptoms of a nervous breakdown and I was like oh yeah no I'm fine and I was like oh how funny I'm so fine and then literally a day later I was like oh my god I'm Mm -hmm. having a mental collapse so I feel very much still 
Yeah, I think it ebbs and flows. It's peaks, it's peaks and troughs. And I just don't like uncertainty in life. And I feel like everything is uncertain. Plus, I don't think yeah. it's helping that I'm living in total chaos. Well, if you will insist on ripping out a bathroom that's just been installed. <laughs> How did that go down with Mike? Um, all right. I didn't back down. No. Uh, what well, happened, laundress? I left the man folk unattended. Doing no, things. How tall are you? 5'11". 5'11", so you're not tiny? No, no, I'm very tall. Yeah, So, but, but what I mean is, in as we proceed to tell the story, yes, it's not so, like you're a petite woman about to... No, you couldn't put me in your pocket, put it that way. No. Right, so what happened was we have no showers. So it was great excitement because at the end of last week, we were putting in the first shower tray, ready for the plumbers to come and connect them all up. So I was downstairs doing my job and minding my own business. And then I went upstairs for a week and I saw this shower tray and I thought that looks small. That, And I thought maybe because it's out of context and it's not got the shower in it or the doors, and then I it's really hard to tell sometimes, isn't it? Like when you walk yeah. in, I remember when we had our loft extension done, I cried because I was like, a bed's not even going to fit in there. And yeah. then obviously like our king size bed went in. We've got a sofa up there. Like, yeah, it is hard. It's really hard to tell that. sometimes. But it's really difficult. So I thought that was what was going on. And then I stood in it and I couldn't do the chicken dance because yeah. I really do, you do a lot of chicken dancing in the shower. No, but I was like, you want the option. I was pretending to wash my hair. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to wash my hair because my elbows would have either hit the wall or hit the side of the shower. So I said to the builder, um, who's been doing work for us for years, so I feel like I could speak to him candidly. Candidly, yeah. And I said, you know what? I don't like the shower, it's too small. And he said, I told that Mike as I was putting it in. I said to Mike, this is too small. And Mike was like, I oh, don't worry about it. Well, did he? Did he now? So I said, so Mike had gone to get his eyes tested. Um, I said, yeah, it sounds like he bloody needs them. <laughs> so I said to the builder, just pull it out. Pull it out. Get it out. Pull it out. And I'll blame it on you. And then... <laughs> Anyway, so we pulled it out and um, Mike came home and I was like, I've got something to tell you about that shower. And he was like, yeah, I said, it's too small. So we pulled it out. <laughs> and there was and then there to go. The way I, he was a little bit annoyed, but the way I <laughs> it was, do I spend the rest of my time in this house always no. looking at that shower going, I, I should have stuck to my guns and ripped it out? No. So no. that's not the solution. So, Madam Gemma's been throwing her weight around. I don't want that shower. Get it out. But I think also, that's the thing. If you were, like, I'm five foot two. So, if I was like, I need more room in my shower, then people might be. But I think if you're very tall. Well, yeah, and also, Tom's oh, Tom's six two already. He's 14. 
Johnny's not going to be short. And neither's Ben. Ben's tall for his well, age. Is he? Yeah, he's got my height. <laughs> Mike always says, being tall isn't an achievement, you know. Literally, it's just genetics. I've got very short children. And Joe gets really concerned because he's like, my mum was six foot, my dad was six foot. I'm six foot, your dad was six foot. Everyone in my, my brothers are six foot two. Mm. What, what is happening? We've got these tiny little children running around. So I'm like, well, I'm five foot two. They're taking after their mum. But they can't. I'm refusing. I can't have three so the shower would have been defunct. And as I said to Mike, it's neither use nor ornament, that shower. It isn't. You can't, it's that sort of thing that is, you really need to, uh, yeah, nip it in the bud rather than just being like, well done, Gemma. We applaud your, I, I don't up. know what we're applauding, but we're applauding you. I stood up for myself. The woman stood up for herself in uh, a room full of tradesmen and I stood my ground. I, I have this real problem with tradesmen. Uh, I, I think I'm quite a quite um, pro-women uh, kind of vocally. But if you give me a tradesman, I will squeeze my boobs together and twiddle my hair to get as much done as possible while they're here. Is it just an involuntary reaction? It's literally like I have a plumber in the house. I'm living in an old falling apart, falling down house. I need as much doing for as little money as possible. And therefore, if I twiddle my hair and squeeze my boobs together and say things like, oh my goodness, I've never knew you could do that. Then I find that I get more stuff done then never oh yeah i've never seen a wrench that big before <laughs> i just wouldn't be able to do it myself my husband doesn't have a wrench that big sorry joe so i do a lot of that and then they do stuff for me which is great but then when they then treat me like i don't know anything Mm. I get really angry about it mm. and I remember once I got a parking ticket and I'd park the car run in to get a visitor's par permit and it was in in Ealing you have to write you have the one where you have to write in all of it and by the time I'd done that and come back out to the car they'd given me a, per a, a ticket and I was so cross about it and I came in and I said to Joe, I cried and they still gave me a ticket. He was like, mm, you're always wanging on about feminism. And then you're like, I cried and he still gave me a ticket. Cried and I twiddled my hair and I squeezed my boobs together and still nothing. Joe's like, you can't have it both I ways. I like that thing on TikTok where it goes, I smiled at him. I winked at him. And still nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And then and I just think, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I just, I don't know who I am anymore. See this. Yeah. So. Maybe you're a feminine feminist. Well, I'm just a bit like, if you're going to discriminate against me on site for being a woman, I'm going to discriminate against you for being an idiot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
as much as I would hate, as much as I slightly hate myself for doing it, I'm still like, you're the idiot because it worked. Also, it was really effective being pregnant. God, I got stuff done when I was pregnant. Literally just sitting around with a massive bump. Oh, can you carry this? I'm tall. Yeah. See, men, I scare men because I'm taller than most of them. Yeah. And I can't. It's literally. Weirdly, though, I once said to my mum, Do you feel like less of a woman because you're short? And she was like, Yeah, I kind of get what you mean. I don't, I never feel like a grown up because. A lot of my friends at, who I've made through school, their kids are now in year seven and their kids are now taller than me or as tall as me. I'm about the height of a year six, seven kid. And I feel like less of a grown up because of it. But then I know that my tall friends are like, but men will, men find us unnerving because we're tall but oh, and they don't do stuff for us. Mm. whereas I will literally if anything's wrong with the car like, like, right put on my v-neck t-shirt and tootle off around to the garage well the amount of times I've lost count the amount of times I couldn't get down with this could you love <laughs> I know that's what I get <laughs> but then I get really annoyed because I think I'm like I can help you with that I get annoyed because people don't expect me to be able to do stuff because I'm tiny whereas I'm quite I mean I'm small but strong and like, I'm quite, like quite a, a tomboy like Jack Russell yeah I am like a Jack Russell god my dad used to call my mum Ginge the Terrier <laughs> she's got red hair and it used to, nothing makes her more angry and so, <laughs> but it was any time she's like because I've got this charm bracelet that Joe um has put charms on for the kids and him and my mum's like, what will my charm be? And in my head, I'm always like, be a little terrier. She can never know because she'll be so angry. Oh, are we still there? No, I just... It looks, looks like you're about to do a TikTok. No, no. Too old for that. Too old for that. <laughs> Too old for that. Um, yeah. Maybe if, if any five foot six-ish laundrettes could message us and let us know are you the ideal height are you allowed to help with some stuff but also get away with not doing some stuff i think like five foot eight is the ideal height for a woman five nine five eight what i find you- uh, what i found it really funny was when we were doing the team tom transformation transformations yeah. and everyone from my facebook group thought i was really tall and everyone all the thomas seemed to think you were short and so we have loads of messages from people going, oh my, what? I thought Chippy was taller. And so we've got a very good photo of you with your, but it was so funny because I was like, obviously I just come across as confident being tall. Yeah. But I wonder what that is because I always knew you'd be tall. But I don't know whether that's because maybe I caught a story and you were talking about being tall, but it, your height was not a surprise to me, Gemma, when we first met. I think it's just one of those things where you always want what you can't, what you haven't got. Five foot two is pretty freaking small. But did you know the average height for a woman in the, in the UK is I think five foot three, which is way shorter. Yeah, I thought it would be five, six. Five, six. Yeah. 
Well, it was funny because when Mike and I first started um, chatting, um, he was like, I was like, how tall are you? Right. Because just did. And he yeah. was like, I'm 5'9". Yeah. And then, and he's like, why, how tall are you? Because obviously he knew that he was tall, I was taller than him. And I was like, I'm 5'11". And he's like, yeah, I'm 5'9". Um, and then I asked him again, I don't know why. I wasn't quizzing him. It was a, a little while later and he was like, I'm 5'8". And I'm like, oh, what is he? Is he 5'9 or 5'8? And then he came back to the, he came back to the UK, he's 5'7". <laughs> he's not, is he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. So how many? That's a four whole inches. Shaved off. Yeah, he's like literally at boob height. That's what ideal height, surely. Put him around. Put my arm up like that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, you don't feel as as a tall woman. You don't feel very feminine because you are. No, and I, Joe is my second shortest ever boyfriend. Uh, I went out with a boy for three months who was, I think, probably about 5'10". Um, but all of them... I went out with a boy for two years who was six foot three, so he was a foot and a bit bigger than me. Um, and it is that thing of, like, they do want to look after me. I can make myself look very tiny and petite. Do you know what I mean? I can't do that. I always think that that would look odd from me, so I've always approached life as... I can look after myself. I'm very competent. So I've never been yeah, able to... Yeah, but that's good. But no one gets confused then because I, they don't have this angry terrier who's like, why are you telling me what to do? I'll tell, you, tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. So when Mike and I went on our first holidays together, we were walking along this beach, very romantic, barefooted. And you know how beaches slope down towards the sea? <laughs> yeah. I was on the slope the high bit and Mike was on the low bit I was like no 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 this can't do so I very like tactic like tactfully and subtly swapped us round so that he was higher <laughs> so when Joe and I because obviously Joe and I live in normally when you when there's not a pandemic we live well we still live in London but when you go on the tube and you have escalators Joe will go in front of me so that he goes down and I go up, if you see what I mean, so that then we're at the same height, you and Mike would have to reverse that. Yeah. And another little fun fact here, that, that did you know that Princess Diana and Prince Charles were exactly the same height? Were but they? all photographs, if you look in their photographs, like their engaging photographs, she was always... Probably so I don't know little. if she did that knee bend thing. Isn't that weird? I think... What's really interesting with you, actually, is that you don't, you're very, you, you carry yourself very well. I always think it's sad because some tall women feel like they need to make themselves appear smaller, which I totally get. I, I mean, I lived for like two decades in absolutely banging stilettos in an attempt to appear normal size um, and have now destroyed feet because I of it. in your feet? Yeah. Mm. every day I wore stilettos I have the best stiletto collection I bet you and have good calf muscles not anymore because then I had kids and my feet got bigger so now I don't fit into any of them mm. it's really depressing I've never owned stilettos so my sister gets whenever I used to go out to clubs 
I men always used to take the piss out of me if I used to have stilettos on. I've heard them all. What's the weather like up there? Oh fuck. Which is in a it's so okay. Well, we were gonna skirt around this topic, but we're heading dangerously towards that way. I think because I've been talking to my husband a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment with the, the murder of Sarah Everard and, and lots of women talking about harassment and that kind of thing. And I've been talking to my husband about it because I find I'm raising three boys. You're raising three boys. And I was saying to Joe, it's actually very difficult for me to know what to say to them to make it better. I live in London. I walk at night. I've always walked at night. I've lived in dodgy areas of London and walked at night, which isn't sensible. But the point is it should be sensible. But I was like, I don't know what to say because Joe's a nice guy. If a guy walked up to me and said, I'll walk you home, I'd be like, no, you're fucking not walking me home. I don't, why do you want to know where I live? If a guy walks behind me, I will go into the middle of the road and stop until they've walked past. So I'm like, what do you say to him? I can't say to him, so I've said, look, you can, if you're worried about a woman walking on her own, cross to the other side of the road, walk with confidence and be aware that your presence might be threatening. But actually a lot of the things that men could do to be helpful are not going to be helpful because they're going to be perceived as threatening. But it's little things like that, like what's the weather like up there? That's it's just like, God... I don't think we do it to men in the same way. Like, you wouldn't say... I, I don't think that's based on, like... I, I think they would have probably said that to a man. I you think? I, yeah, but the, it's the comments which I have heard many times, like... Sorry, the dog is trying to headbutt his way out of a wall. Like... Oh, Eddie. Um, like, um, whilst you're down there, love. Oh, how many times have you had that? I can't, I can't count. No. It's that. I remember I worked in um, a legal department and the head lawyer was a man and one of the women lawyers said to him, as your secretary is not here, and he said, you can do the typing, yes. And I mean, I laughed because it was quick and I have a stupid sense of humour. But also I was like, she's the only woman in this department apart from your secretary. It's just like things like that. I just, I feel, and I feel like I'm quite hard nosed about it all because I have lived in London for a long time, 20 years ish. And like, I have been felt up on the tube. I have, had, I've had men walk behind me. I remember walking to work in daylight one day and guys doing wanking signs behind me. Not like she's a wanker, like I'm going to wank onto her and just having to like walk along. And it's just that sort of thing. So I'm a bit like, men have to do better, but I'm a bit resigned to the fact that nothing's going to change and it's shit. And so I had lots of messages, lovely messages from people saying, please don't walk at night and please be really careful. But the rea reality is that for half the year, I have to walk at night to pick my kids up. And if I want to go anywhere, I'll have to go in the dark. And like, I walk in the dark to walk my dogs 
quite often because that's what fits around my family. And it's just a risk that we have to take. And I just don't see a way out of it. Ideally, obviously, um, and I have had conversations with my husband about the fact that it's like, if you see um, or hear your friends saying things that they shouldn't, that maybe you don't think are a problem, you need to think about it from the perspective of, of the woman on the receiving end of their saying, even saying like smile, cheer up or whatever. Oh, and and so you need to, and you need to have the confidence to speak up about it and not just let it go. I remember Joe taking the piss out of me once because I was going to a gig at Ronnie Scott's and I was leaving the house at 10.30 at night. So it was about three years ago. And so I was leaving the house, 10.30 at night, obviously already dark, I was going on the tube to central London. So I had a crossbody bag. So I was like, right, coat done up, crossbody bag on, wallet accessible, but, boat, but, but bag done up. Keys like a claw in my hand, in my pocket. And Joe was like, why are you showing off, wanting to show off how many keys you've got? And I was like, what? And he was like jangling your keys in your pocket. And I was like, no, it's so that I can clonk someone around the face. And he was like, oh, you're so dramatic. And I just thought, and I've ever since I've tried to explain to him and I, and I will explain to the boys, and I actually have had a conversation with Ned about, about it. But I was like, you will never understand. What you have to imagine is if 50% of the people are like you and 50% of the people in the world are like The Rock. The Rock can take you, Joe. I'm not going to beat around the bush. He probably can take you. And I said, you just don't understand what it's like to be a woman where it's like most, most people will be able to to physically overpower you and that's why there's a problem and I think I don't think men I just don't think a lot of men really realize what that's like because and that's where the problem is it's like it's not the constantly being told to smile or cheer up or the comments on what we wear I mean that's all grading you know grating and awful but also it's like it's the fact that some of those threats can be taken further and we'll then be blamed for it. We shouldn't have been walking at night. We shouldn't have been wearing what we were wearing. We shouldn't have responded or we should have been better or we should have been nicer or we shouldn't have been rude. And I was like, it's constant. Yeah. And I, I think and I, what, what sort of shocked me is that I realised, and I always, obviously you always know it, it's like you say, you always know it. You go out, you've got your keys ready, you know, so you, you know it because it's learnt behaviour over time. Yeah. Like, but having really thought about it, having thought about it, it sort of really highlighted to me how ingrained it is. So, like, I live now in lovely fields, and I said to you the other day, didn't I? There's this bridge, and I'm not going through it because it feels like a, a yeah. weird bridge. I feel like bad yeah. stuff happened under this bridge. And I remember when I, in my old gym, um, no, it, no one ever used to use it really in the daytime. And if there was a swimming, the swimming pool and they had a steam room and a sauna, I would feel really uncomfortable if I was in the sauna on my own with a man or in the steam room on my own with a man. So if a man ever came in and it was just us two, 
I would immediately get up and leave. Yeah. And it was just, no, I knew why I was doing it because I felt uncomfortable, but only now, now. But also, I just, it's that thing where also they won't have thought. No, they won't have thought. a woman in there by herself, so I should let her have her space. Yeah, and very often they- Because they don't have to. But very often they didn't say anything. They would just sit down. But I would immediately be like, oh God, I'm in an enclosed space. I'm in a steam room here. There's no camera here. No one would be able to hear me scream or shout. But I'm just going to leave. Yeah, it's easier and it feels safer. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just very difficult to know of a solution, except for to just encourage the men that you live with to always even if your friend just says to a woman cheer up or smile or whatever to say just unless you'd say it to a man that's in one of the buildings i want to ask this question because it's probably your remit because it comes under cleaning yeah my man oh don't say that to her and i was like that's sexist he was like no because you're the organized mom yeah (laughs) you're like oh yes I remember like, oh, now. Okay, well, if you're talking about it in that context, that's fine. Yeah, allowed. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's very, and I, it's not that I'm not, you know, I am living, as I say, in a city that I, I adapt myself so that, like, there's there are loads of muggings sometimes that goes in space at our tube station. So I come out of our tube station at a sprint. Um, well, you've never told me that whenever I've come to visit you. you yeah, but you come in the daytime. You don't come at the night time. No, you have invited um, me at night times a few times. I was like, I don't, for that reason, I don't want to come at night. Same I should say, I live in a very nice area of West London, but even that, it's just, you can't. Yeah, I didn't want to get on the train. I didn't want to then no. come home on the train on my own as a woman. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah it's just it's just really weird I remember I mean I remember getting flashlights so I used to I used to live in Hampshire grew up in Hampshire and we used to go get the when we were teenagers we'd get the train to London see our friends whatever get the train home and by the time I was 16 or whatever I'd be getting the last train home which is about 11 30 at night and my mum would come and pick me up at the station and I remember I got flashed at one she said oh darling and I said, I said, he said, what do you think of this? And I said, it looks like a dick, only smaller. And she was like, she was like, no, but yes, but no. <laughs> you just run away, but also poor man. But also, <laughs> oh, don't ever speak to them. But also, how clever. Also getting uh, felt up in the tube. You have that a lot. Um, which again, stilettos were great for that. Because just gently reversing onto the foot of the person feeling you up was always awesome but also anyone listening who does get felt up on the tube I found a really surefire way to be okay with it is just to turn around and be like why the hell are you squeezing my ass etc usually a they'll stop and b everyone will be quite emotionally invested in the drama so you, you feel safe. It's quite easy to just want to be like, let's just pretend it's not happening. 
But it's weird. I remember once queuing in Tesco's after work, picking up some fags, I think, and a man was on the phone behind me and he said, it's a bit of an arse. Speaking of asses, I'm standing behind the most amazing arse I've ever seen. And I just stood there being like, I mean, it's a compliment, but I now feel really weird that I'm just standing here. And it just has happened always. And I don't know that it's ever going to stop. My positive, what's your positive for this week? Um, I got, I got two new toilets that work and no one else in the area has sat on. And I I christened both, actually. Wheeze, wheeze, number ones, number ones. That is nice. I feel like there was progress being made in the Bray house. Yeah, yeah. Nearly got heating. Yeah, what's your positive? We've got radiators on the walls, but they're just not joined up to anything. (laughs) That's basically like my house. You were soon about to overtake my house, and I've lived here for five years. Lots of people are rude about network marketing. We've done an episode on this. No, anyone who's rude about network marketing can go away. Uh, We had a sale this weekend, and my team absolutely smashed it, and everyone had a really good positive time for their businesses and it just made me have a nice warm tingly feeling inside because when my team is happy I am happy that's nice because they're like your children they're like your family I feel literally like some sort of really bossy mother hen that just wants to scoop you know how hens have their like fluffy boobs Mm -hmm. I feel like I just want to scooch them all under there and sit on them in the nicest possible way but then every now and again I'm like get out the nest <laughs> I'm basically like Bobby the chicken it sounds like yeah Bobby the chicken she she needs a slap <laughs> just like me and on that note ladies and gentlemen we'll speak to you next week say goodbye Chippy bye <laughs>